Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Sure Top Roofing presents the Carolina Contractor with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF Roofing, shingles and materials. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply and Garner, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And it is a beautiful yellowish Saturday afternoon. Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show. I'm Eric Smith with us. Our host, as usual, Donnie Blanchard. And this afternoon, Donnie, you have another guest because I had to bring in special waters and bodyguards and everything. (laughs) You did. Uh, today we have Christopher Mackins. He's also with SureTop, and Christopher is my technical guru. He is a walking handbook, so to speak, and just has a great understanding of everything with roofing and construction. I think he's got a lot of things that he could relay to the folks listening that might might be helpful this week. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I got a question about roofs. Neighbor, his roof has a large patch every spring of moss. Is moss bad to be growing on a roof? Yes, absolutely. So if you see those large green patches of moss, that that's going to indicate uh, moisture that has been hanging out on the roof. Moisture is going to fuel the growth of the moss. The growth of the moss is going to eat into the shingle. And as that moss kind of starts to die off, the shingle is going to disappear with it. It could indicate that you may need to get your roof replaced. As a homeowner out there right now listening and they see moss on their roof, not something they should necessarily try to fix themselves. They should probably call a professional like SureTop Roofing. Definitely. If you don't feel comfortable getting on your roof, absolutely call a roofer. The difference between the moss and the algae is, like Christopher said, it roots in the shingle itself. And a lot of times people confuse the missing moss after it washes off with hail damage. It leaves a perfectly symmetrical circle. And so it it mimics hail damage. And uh, that's not the case at all. But like Christopher said, you probably got a deeper issue going on. So if you got a green roof, give SureTop Roofing a call. You can go to their website anytime you need to, SureTopRoofing.com. Christopher came in not to talk about just moss on a roof. Uh, one of the big things about a roof that is very important, Don, you'd agree with this, obviously, is roof ventilation, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Chris, why is ventilation of a roof so important? Well, it helps to reduce heat and moisture in attic spaces. It also can help to prevent what's known as ice damming. We don't really see that as much around here uh-huh. in the south as they see it in the north. So what happens is heat can radiate down into the house, causing extra pressure on both your HVAC system and your pocketbook. I mean, you know how it is. People say, oh, my second story floor, it's, it's hot. You know, I mean, right. we're dealing with, the, with those types of calls right now. That heat in your attic space can cause damage to your wood framing, to your roof deck. So when you go into the attic, you may say things like warped or cracked frame boards. Decking starts to delaminate. It looks like it's peeling apart. Um, from the outside, you may see peeling paint. Your roof, it can reach like 170 degrees once it's starting mm-hmm. to warm up right now. Um, you can imagine how that will reduce the life of things in the attic. Mm-hmm. It can really cause it to get very hot in there, and then it can also reduce the life of your shingle. Can the homeowner put a, a fan, say, uh, at one of the gable vents to help ventilation and do it themselves? Yeah, that depends on the type of uh, house that they have, and every situation is different. So there's going to be different types of intake and exhaust. And so we see a lot of times where you have gable vents as one type of exhaust system, and then you have an attic fan installed on the back of the roof, and then you have ridge vent. And these systems can sometimes counteract 
each other. Mm. So it all depends on the, the type of what your specific situation is and the type of intake that you have relative to what type of exhaust you want to use. So sure top roofing could come in, look at a roof, look at an attic, look at the things and determine the ventilation issues that you might be having. What are some of the things you can do to fix that problem? A common situation that we see is a ranch style house with no soffit ventilation. So people would like to have ridge vent or they have ridge vent and it's not working. And the reason why is because the intake is limited. So in their case, they would probably want to add a solar attic fan. That's pretty easy. Something that somebody can pop in a roofer can do it. It's not, doesn't require an electrician to install it. Um, you can do, like you said, a gable vent fan. Um, they make solar ones that just go right on the inside of your, your gable on one end. You want to do it in the same direction as the prevailing winds and then pop a little solar panel outside and it'll run all the time whenever the sun's out. So every situation is different. If someone's doing that and they don't don't understand prevailing winds, they don't know if they have, they might not even know what a soffit vent is. I had to be educated when I had roof work done years ago. They might not understand how ventilation works. They could put up a fan or a system themselves thinking, I'm going to save some money and solve a problem and have no effect on it at all, correct? That's right. That's that right. happens all the time. And in fact, the opposite, you would get the opposite effect potentially, where you're pulling hot, moist air into your attic, trapping it in there. You're trying to move that hot, moist air out. We got a call a few years ago that's relevant to this time of the year, and exactly what Christopher mentioned, they didn't do either or as far as gable vents and ridge vent. They had they both and, so they had a ridge vent across the whole top of the house as well as gable vents, and it was during pollen season. Mm. We went to check out what was going on, and their attic is full of pollen, and we told them that, Roofer that installed their uh, roof initially didn't pick up on this, but you should seal off the gable vents. You shouldn't have both ends. The gable vents were causing like a negative pressure here, that so it was pulling pollen in through the ridge vent and just coating their attic. So if you've got an, an issue, you realize that your attic, you go up, especially this time of year when it's not, we're, what, uh, this weekend we're looking for highs in the upper 70s, but your roof is noticeably hot, and or if you go up in the summer and it's really hot and you can tell it's just a ventilation issue, Contact SureTop Roofing because this is not necessarily something you want to try to fix yourself because, as you just heard, some of the ideas to help ventilate could have a negative effect. So at least let them come in, look at the roof, see how the ventilation is. They might have something that's relatively simple for you to solve the problem, but you don't want to go backwards in such a case like this with your roof. Again, SureTopRoofing.com. Chris, what are the things, most common things that are done to help ventilation for a house or the roof. Let's say that you have a a situation like I was referred to before where you install a solar attic fan. So you're going to see a situation where you have limited soffit ventilation, but you have a a decent attic space and then you have some type of gable vent or there's, there's various types of vents that you can find allowing air to get into an attic space to exhaust out. So with a solar fan, it's really easy. You can pop it in. We just come in, cut a hole in, Put it in the right position, it, plug it in, and it, as soon as the sun's out, it runs. And that's that's a, an immediate exhaust right then and there. Plug it in. I like that. Are there uh, some things that you have to do that are a little more intensive? Yeah, so if you're going to install a ridge vent on a house that doesn't have ridge vent and it hasn't been cut in already, you're going to have to remove shingles across the entire top, the whole ridge of the house. You'll have to cut wood back. There's going to be sawdust a lot of lumber and stuff like that involved, then ridge vent on top of that. It can be a fairly expensive process. Um, it, a lot of times we'll kind of gauge the how, how much time the 
the roof has on it, the existing roof, to see, well, the cost analysis of the ridge vent is worth getting installed at this point in time to save the life of the roof or money on the roof versus, well, I'm going to get the roof replaced anyway in a few years. And you're listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. With us, of course, is always Donnie Blanchard with SureTop Roofing and also with SureTop Roofing, Christopher Matkins. Now, this is something most homeowners don't even know to ask, but is there building codes? Are there any requirements when it comes to uh, doing ventilation in a roof that you have to get permits or licenses for? Yes, sir. They actually check this off during the permitting process. So back when we used to draw our own house plans, I recall I had to do a calculation on every plan, and you have to show the square inches of intake, which are your soffit vents, versus the square inches of exhaust, which is the ridge vent. So they do that ratio, and I think it's, what, around two to one, Chris? So you should have twice the soffit ventilation as you do exhaust. So uh, we tell people that are in older homes that there was no way to really head that off because shingles uh, weren't as good as they are now, you know, 30 years ago. And I, I want to say building code didn't go into effect until around 1982. Mm-hmm. So anything built prior to that just had no checks and balances. One thing I want to add, um, sure. uh, across the board, not just GAF, but all these manufacturers who offer any kind of extended warranty, they all agree on the ventilation. That's why we felt the need to put this out there that uh, – Ventilation requirements are, are the most important thing to all these manufacturers unanimously. There's there's none of them that put anything over that. So we take that as a sign that it's a pretty important thing mm-hmm. to be aware of, and we check it on every single house. Right. Mm-hmm. In our instruction manual, I mean, it's a big, thick manual, and ventilation has the largest chapter count, the largest page count uh, mm-hmm. compared to installing shingles. Any given shingles, like 10 pages worth of material, Ventilation has 50 or 60 pages worth yep. of material, so it, they believe it's very important. I can kind of relate my son's uh, school that he goes to. They put in a new baseball field, and they put in uh, the dugouts. They're brick dugouts mm-hmm. with metal roofs, and they left a brick out, probably three or four on the back for ventilation. And my son goes, these are cool. And I said, those are going to be hot. Yeah. You are so lucky that you don't play summer ball here Oh yeah, because they made they, they made ovens for the kids. Now, Chris, what else is important besides ventilation? Um, some other things that are important that a lot of homeowners don't realize are things like valleys. Um, valleys, different roofing companies can construct valleys in different ways. So different details on a roof. You know, I always joke that it's easy to install a shingle in the middle of something. It's pretty difficult doing anything construction related when you get to the end of it and have to tie it into something else. And so the details are really what's important. And so something like valley construction, where today we see an old-style valley construction called a woven valley that the shingle manufacturers would prefer that you not use. They would prefer that you use a, a new thing called a closed-cut valley, and that's going to be to maintain your warranty. But because of historical installation methods, they everybody still installs woven valleys. Um, those woven valleys can present a real problem. So when I go into a neighborhood and I see roofs that have been installed with woven valleys, I like to point out to a homeowner to say, this is something we, we do our valleys a little bit different than this, and these are the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Close um, cut almost looks like a miter joint, like a 45. Correct. You would see on like a picture frame, for instance, where the two pieces okay. of wood come together nice. And uh, I think Christopher referred to this last week, but it's just a really clean look. Good. Coming up in the next segment on the Carolina Contractor Show, we're going to take some questions. Uh, insurance, that's a big thing because when you have damage done to your roof, you need to know 
what your insurance covers. And when you have someone come out to do the repairs, you've got to make sure they know what they're doing. We'll also talk about the exciting topic of pollen a little mm. bit. If you want to get more information about the Carolina Contractor Show, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And coming up next, we'll be talking uh, more with Donnie Blanchard and Christopher Matkins with SureTop Roofing. So stay tuned. We'll be back with more of the Carolina Contractor presented by SureTop Roofing. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered. Welcome back to the Carolina Contractor with your host, Donnie Blanchard, presented by SureTop Roofing. And it is a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Welcome back to the Carolina Contractor Show. In studio, as usual, is Donnie Blanchard with SureTop Roofing, and he's brought in Christopher Matkins, also with SureTop Roofing. We've been talking ventilation. We've got some other things we're going to talk about. We also like to do questions from listeners, and you can submit your own by going to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And you got a question, click on the blue button to submit that, and then Donnie can take care of the questions that you might have for him. Hey, I wanted to add one thing. We have started posting articles and illustrations of the things that we talk about. So if you'll go to thecarolinacontractor.com, it's a great way to lay eyes on exactly what we're talking about. And usually, before we get on the show, I try to post things prior so that while you're listening to the show, if you want to scroll there on your phone or something, it'll be a nice way to see what we're talking about. It's a real good resource because it can be very difficult to explain the stuff. when It is. Yeah, last week we talked about spray foam insulation. You've got pictures up. We talked about uh, tankless water heaters, and we've got pictures up at the website. Again, thecarolinacontractor.com. And Pollen, I was telling these guys off the air, I was telling Chris and Donnie, drive my little Mini, and I took it down the street to have the oil changed, and it comes with a free car wash. And he says, hey, everything's great. Change the oil, rotate the tires, going to wash it right now. And I'm like, Really, you don't have to because with the pollen, you know, what's the point? He goes, yeah, we have to wash the car. It's just part of the mm. service. And I get it washed, drive back to the parking lot here at Smoke Tree, and you can guess what color my car was. <laughs> now, we complain about pollen. Is there any negative effects pollen can have on your house? There are. Uh, I don't think it's as much about the exterior of the house as it is the indoor air quality. Mm. And some folks, of course, are more sensitive to the allergies than others. But a few things are, I, I say these are no-brainers, but uh, during pollen season, maybe leave your shoes outside. You know, things that you, if you're walking outside around all the pollen, it's easy enough just to slip those off before you go in. Other things like change your clothes. Maybe if you have a laundry room close by the back door, go ahead and just drop your clothes or plan for a change of clothes if you guys are sensitive to pollen. Uh, big time no-brainer here, but keep your windows and doors closed. Don't mm-hmm. try to air the house out this time of year. Um, cover things outside that may be sensitive to any type of pollen, or if you just don't want pollen on there, cover something up if it's not in use. Uh, pets, if you have an indoor pet, maybe clean their feet off. I know that's high maintenance, but it can definitely help help the cause. And the main, main thing this time of year is change your filters aggressively. You know, if you have to change it every couple of weeks, there's no harm in that. And as cheap as these air filters are, I think that that's a wise thing to do. And I just tell people, focus on the good. You know, look at the flowers that the pollen's bringing out. So that's, that's a 
It means beautiful weather's on the way, but I'm sorry. I am not going to have a first world problem of cleaning off my pet's feet <laughs> before they problem. before they come nice. into the house. Nice. Same here. <laughs> but some folks do. Some folks do. It's uh it's it I'm amazed by how some pets get taken care of better than than some people. So <laughs> I would say on the um, exterior of your house for a roof with pollen, when the pollen starts to fall in clumps, it's a good idea to get that cleaned off of your mm-hmm. it, it'll get trapped in valleys, it'll get clog up your gutters and things like that. So once it starts to, after it finishes, like really dropping down, go ahead and get that cleaned out as Good part point. of a, a late spring maintenance issue. All right. Another question that was at the website, again, thecarolinacontractor.com. Our insurance company just contacted us to let us know they would drop our policy if we didn't replace our roof. Can they do that? Unfortunately, they can. Uh, most of the time, the insurance company holds all the cards. And in this particular instance, we went out and looked at this one before we decided to bring it on the air. And these folks had a little bit of room to fight back. Uh, it was an elderly couple. And, of course, they didn't have the money to replace their roof right then. And uh, that was just, I thought, an unfair shake. So we took something called a shingle gauge that we have, and we took some photos, and we sent those to the insurance company. We changed out their pipe boots, you know, caught, recalked all the flashing, just did a typical roof maintenance package for them and put something together on our letterhead and sent that in with a few photos, and the insurance company actually backed off. But the answer is yes, that they can absolutely uh, refuse to, to grant you coverage if your roof is is over the, say, 75% point, and this one had about 10 years left. It was just an incorrect assessment. So, Chris, would you suggest then if, if someone got that same problem where an insurance company said replace your roof or we're dropping your policy, is that maybe the time to – contact like sure top roofing to say let them look at it because you could actually determine if that's a fair call by the insurance company yeah you definitely want to have somebody come out and take a look at it um if the insurance company is, says they're going to drop you there there potentially could be little that that somebody can say that is a contractor but like he said in in the case where there is still documentable life left on the roof mm-hmm. then you definitely want to proceed with doing anything that you can to make sure that they're not going to drop you. Um, a lot of cases that we see, the it's a type of situation where the insurance company is using uh, companies that ride by, mm-hmm. look mm. at houses, and they'll, they'll cite various things that then create a red flag, like trees around the house, you know, things like that. And a lot, of, a lot of the calls that we get, the roofs do actually end up needing to be replaced. And generally, the insurance companies will let you, if you have a contract to show that you're going to get the roof replaced, then they'll back off of their, you know, going to drop you at that time of renewal. Donnie, we've kind of touched on this a few weeks ago, but is there an inspection process for a roof? Uh, Yes, sir. We actually do inspections for free, of course. And um, while we're out there, we take measurements, kind of give you a budget number if you're not looking to do the replacement. And Mm -hmm. um, But the routine mirrors what I just mentioned as far as change all the pipe boots out. Uh, the pipe boots definitely don't last as long as the shingles. The older ones especially, they were uh, made of rubber where uh, now it's more of a neoprene and so they're a lot more sun resistant. Uh, we do a neat trick where we put a pipe boot on now and we take a second pipe boot, cut the flat flange off and slide it over so that bottom pipe boot that actually controls how watertight your house is never sees the light of day, no pun intended. And I had that exact thing we've talked about, four of them done just a few weeks ago uh-huh. for the exact same way for the exact same problem. Right. Mine had dry rotted out. Right. Double bag it. Now, we don't want to sound like we're going after insurance companies because the main thing insurance companies do is protect you when you have problems with your house, like especially with a storm. 
we're joking about pollen, but pollen in, in this time of year is normal. Thunderstorms mix in the warm weather. We get those severe afternoon thunderstorms mm-hmm. and hail. If you have a hailstorm hit your neighborhood, your house, what are the things a homeowner should go out and check after the storm to determine if they have damage? I'm going to pass this one off to Chris, but I want to say something before we go any further. Uh, the main thing is documentation. I tell folks, go out on your back deck when you see hail. You know, Take a lot of pictures with references. Maybe drop a quarter or a dollar bill down there so that there's something to show the size of that hail. And the other big thing is, after a storm, everybody around here has seen it, but storm chasers just flood the area, mm-hmm. and they knock on doors. We call that canvassing. It's illegal, but people still do it. Uh, they knock on your door, and they say, hey, we heard you had hail damage, or we had hail damage next door or something, and usually that's not true. I tell people, run from these guys because they're from out of state in most cases, and after they're gone or after the, the storm work is over, they're back in their home state, and your warranty is just about as good as nothing. Mm. Yeah, so I second what you were saying about uh, documentation. When it when it comes to the insurance process, it is 100% about documentation. So anything that you can do, as soon as you know if you're there and you see the hell or if your neighbor had pictures of the hell. Um, but stuff that you're going to look for is going to be kind of obvious things, dents in your car, dents in anything that's a soft metal, dents in your mailbox, um, holes in your siding. Mm-hmm. And holes in your screen, dents and divots in your screen. Uh, you'll see leaves, debris from trees. So when you ground. see those things, that probably means your roof has received similar affected. damage. It's went through a hailstorm. So you don't even have to go on your roof. That's the best thing. If you see your, you've got dents on your car and you have a metal car or your mailbox. That's right. The chances of your roof having some sort of damage is likely. So no need to climb up. Okay. They call SureTop or they visit SureTopRoofing.com. You guys come out. What do you look for when you get on the roof? And what are the things, Chris, that can be damaged on the roof aside from the obvious like shingles? So the way that we try to look at it is like an insurance adjuster would look at it. So that goes back to documentation. So, again, once you're on the roof, can you document uh, through digital pictures that there is damage up there? So hail damage is going to look like a, a maybe a quarter-sized, nickel-sized imprint in the shingle where the granules have been knocked off of the shingle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's critical. The way that hail works is that there's large stones, small stones, stones of all sizes. The insurance companies will take a 10-foot by 10-foot test square on any given slope and see if there's 10 to 15 visible hail hits within that test square. So it's important to get up there, look at it, and see, because if you have 10 or 15 hail hits in that test square, there's going to be numerous hail hits that you can't see that were just under that threshold Mm. of giving visible damage, and that can age over time, and it will cause a rapid granule loss. Yeah, the the two things that are... Covering your roof are a manufacturer's warranty on the shingles and, of course, your homeowner's insurance. And a lot of times the manufacturers, uh, depending on who it is, will not warranty your roof after a hailstorm. And, of course, they have more intense and in-depth uh, documentation of how they can track where you are and if a hailstorm and of what size hit your area. But manufacturers often will not warranty because they say that it causes the shingle to deteriorate at an accelerated rate. So definitely important to take the proper channels after the hailstorm to make sure you're covered one way or another. Anything else that gets damaged that a homeowner wouldn't realize that's part of the roof? 
I would say the shingles get damaged, the ridge gets damaged, the valleys that we talked about, they're very mm-hmm. susceptible to being damaged. You have what's called bridging where that woven valley is not able to seed down into the construct, the framing construction of the roof uh, mm-hmm. decking very tight. And so that creates a void behind the shingle. Mm-hmm. And so as those shingles get brittle, you throw a, a something that's the size of a golf ball at it at a very high rate of speed, mm-hmm. it can definitely penetrate it. And then you have a situation where the valley acts as a funnel and it collects all this rainwater from all over the roof mm-hmm. and it, it channels down into the valley. So you have a hole in that valley that can create a significant leak. Chris told me about something this week that uh, we dodged a bullet. The big storm that we had this past Monday mm-hmm. originated in Texas and it actually dropped four inch hail in Texas, which I can't wrap my mind around, but you know, like a baseball, softball, softball. softball. I, mean, softball. I guess yep. baseball would probably be like three in something maybe. Um, there were holes, you know, like kind of a, the plastic or the fiber type, some type of composite body uh-huh. cars. I mean, there were just holes destroyed. all in the car. I mean, the cars were just destroyed like a war zone. It was nuts. Wow. Just takes that perfect day, perfect recipe of the humidity and, and temperature, and, and there we are. Hailstorms are amazing things. They're really neat. They're 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 amazing and at the same time very destructive. They can be very destructive. Christopher Mackins with Suretop Roofing, thanks for coming in. Donnie, as usual. This is the Carolina Contractor Show. If you have any questions, you can go to the CarolinaContractor.com and submit them there. If you have something about your roof that you notice, whether as Chris was talking about ventilation, you go up in the attic and it's just super hot. It seems like the air is just hanging there. Let them come out and take a look at it. They've got so many solutions, not only to have it done right, but to save you money. God forbid you get hail damage this year. Don't let that damage stay unchecked. Let Suretop Roofing come out. They'll give, as you said, Donnie, you'll do a a free assessment so you can know if your roof is uh, in good shape or even if you have nothing wrong with your roof right now. It's good to know. Give you that peace of mind that your roof is ready for the sun and the rain and all the weather that comes with it. Thank you so much for joining us again, Chris. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. And Donnie, thank you for being here. I guess we'll see you again next weekend. Yes, sir, Eric. Looking forward to it. What do we got coming up? Um, next week, we're going to cover some building code changes, and we're trying to just hit the interesting stuff that affect the average homeowner. But uh, we've been doing quite a bit of research with building inspectors locally and just finding out how this stuff is, is changed and how it's going to get implemented. And the big thing we're going to cover is all things designer shingles. We're really excited to announce our uh, website that we put together here at SureTop, and it's designershingle.com, and that will be launching uh, this week. So very exciting. That's going to be big. Again, thanks to Donnie and Christopher with SureTop Roofing for joining us here on the Carolina Contractor Show. We'll be back next week, 3 o'clock. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor. Brought to you by GAF Roofing, shingles and materials. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply and Garner, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Submit your questions online at thecarolinacontractor.com and tune in next Saturday as we continue to help make your home great again. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered.